You ready for my millions of dollars idea? I'm ready for you to make millions of dollars, Justin. All right. So you've heard about this Adventures by Disney $110,000 trip, right? I I think I've heard of it. I think I've heard of it. We talked about it on the news last week. Yes. It's a $110,000 trip. It goes all the way around the world and visits all 12 Disney World parks. Insane. Outside of the budget for a lot of people, I've got an idea for something that's inside of the budget of a lot of people. You ready? (laughs) For a lot of people? Inside of of the budget. Let's talk about it. It is a nationwide six flags tour oh yeah so we're piling into a tour bus okay and we're going cross country Uh to visit every six flags all the way across the country we're just gonna have hungry man dinners to keep costs low um we will stay in super eights and motel sixes (laughs) maybe super eights so i can get wyndham rewards points so i guess i'm confused on how this is comparable to this is like every man's (laughs) adventures by disney this is adventures by justin for every man yes Hey there, friends, and welcome back to the Easy Dizit Podcast, a podcast all about travel planning and Disney entertainment through the lens of mindfulness, behavioral health, and humor. I'm Autumn, a new Disney enthusiast as well as a clinical social worker. I'm Justin, a hyper nerd travel planner and a behavior analyst. And we would love it if you love the show today. If you do love it, please consider leaving us an Apple podcast or an iTunes review. Today on the show, we are taking another crack at lightning lanes, both Genie Plus and individual lightning lane selections. There's been a lot of questions and buzz on this, so we'll revisit it. But first, we have news, trivia, and mailbag with the Walt Disney of not getting his clothes in the hamper, Justin. (laughs) That's me. So you're saying I'm like, uh, like... I'm innovative. I'm like a man of before his time in terms of not getting my clothes in a the hamper. A man before his time or just like his time. I don't know. <laughs> just like all of time, I guess, is what I'm trying to reference there. I, I think that's... So a, maybe not a Walt Disney. So maybe not. Maybe I lied. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, well. How's it going, Autumn? It's going good. Pretty we, good? We uh, had a nice morning early afternoon and we're gonna go spend some time with friends this evening so yeah play some games yeah eat some food eat some tasty tasty food i'm looking forward to it yes me too uh anything you do anything disney recently did i do anything disney so yes i looked at magic bands which justin doesn't want me to look at because we already have magic bands they're out of stock too they're out of stock but they will come back in stock because sure. they're popular. And I was really looking at wanting to get the Princess Tiana magic band. So if you don't know, um, they're plain colored magic bands. Yes, which we have two of each. Which we have two of from our last trip in 2019. Before the world has forever changed, by mm-hmm. the way. So I think it's fitting to get a new magic band. Yeah, no, that, that tracks. COVID-19, <laughs> so you need a Princess Tiana magic band. I get it. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I support that. <laughs> Thank you. I don't really support that. What I do support, especially since Magic Bands aren't available right now, there was just two designs on the Shop Disney website. And unless you want to spend $90 on the Tiana on Mercari, the... Is that what it was? It was $90 or $98 on eBay. So what I want to do is wait because I also realized that though I have my Tiana bag, for those of you who have been listening, I'm sure you know I have a Princess Tiana, Dooney and Burke bag Mm -hmm. um, made by Dooney and Burke for Disney. But I didn't purchase that through Shop Disney, so I've actually never made a Shop Disney purchase. So this yeah. will be my first Shop Disney purchase. Okay. 
something else to consider. What I do support is like Etsy or these. Yes, you can get no, these vinyl like stickers for like six, eight dollars that look pretty snazzy. I don't. I don't. I, I and we watched some videos of them on the band. They look pretty decent. Right. Six or eight bucks. You already got the band. That might be the way to go. Not bad. So a, shout out, shout out to Etsy artists. I love you all. Yeah. Um, May you not get shut down by but, Disney lawyers. Yeah. That too. Right. <laughs> All right, so what do you have for uh, highly suspect headlines? Oh, you, you're excited about the news this I'm week. You want to get it. right into the news. I want to get right into the news, yes. Okay. If we could do that. All right, well, guess what? <laughs> the Disney news this week is pretty decent. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, it was pretty heartbreaking last week. If, I, if I'm remembering correctly, it was pretty heartbreaking last yeah. week. <laughs> okay, we will do highly suspect headlines. Highly suspect headlines for everyone out there. That is how we do news here on the Easy Disney Podcast. Mm-hmm. What I will do is read some headlines, some of which will be true, some of which will be false, and Autumn and you, the listener, will have to determine which ones are which. Mm-hmm. All right, first headline. Ready. Two years after Splash Mountain replacement announced, Disney promises more info next week. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> That's after two years? Yeah, after two years of Splash Mountain replacement announced. Like, it's been announced now for two years. Sounds about right. Disney promises more info next week. True. This is true, yeah. <gasps> Very good. Yeah, we'll be getting some more info next week. Yay! So, you know, we talked about a couple weeks ago, it was uh, Annika Noni Rose, the voice of Tiana. She was on Not Regis. The real. Not the Regis real and Tiana. Kelly. <laughs> not Regis and Kelly. Yeah, the real Tiana. Uh, well, no, not she's the voice of Princess Tiana. So Princess she Tiana is, the real is based Tiana, on. They're both the real Tianas. It's not it, the the character is based on a person from New Orleans. I'm just saying they're both the they both embody the real Tiana. Though, sure, right? sure, sure. Anyway, <laughs> so Annika Nani Rose announced on Regis, uh, not Regis and Kelly that uh, that it would be opening up in 2024. And she kind of like let it slip because Disney actually, like they're saying, like we already talked about this, we have no further information. But they said this week, they're like, we're going to talk about it next week. So it's at the Essence Festival of Culture next weekend. They're Essence make it is in the magazine? I guess. That's the black yeah. magazine. I wonder if Disney owns that <gasps> oh, as well. that makes sense. No, yeah. Disney can't own Essence. Where, when is this and can we go? Is this in New York? Uh, it is in New Orleans. Oh, well, no, that makes sense, but yeah. we can't get to New Orleans. Yeah. Yet. We're going to be in New Hampshire. We're going to be in New Hampshire, which is um, similar to New Orleans <laughs> in terms of culture. No. Very similar, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, wow. So, hopefully, they're going to say, yeah, she wasn't lying. So they'll have um, Disney PR folks at this essence. They're going to be talking about it. We'll find out. Do we know the date? I do, Seven. actually. I had it, and I lost it. I'll pull it up. We, well, this is big news. Like, oh, a it's, lot ne- of it's next weekend. It's next weekend. Next weekend? Yeah. Okay, so so stay tuned so for they, all today's you the 25th. Tiana Splash Mountain fans, because next weekend, so the weekend of July 4th, yeah. um, the info will come out. We're going to get some info on this. Oh, oh what so are we going to do next weekend? We'll be on vacation. How are we going to do the podcast? Live oh. from Hampton Beach? We could just do it. We could do it live. We yeah, take we'll a do. Break. We'll do a pod. The audio quality won't be very good, but, but we'll, we could do it live as it announces or something. We could yeah. do. Oh yeah, on Instagram maybe. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, everyone out there, Autumn and I don't mind us. We're just having a conversation about logistics <laughs> on our podcast. This will all be edited out. No, we'll leave it in because listen. Okay. <laughs> Help us make the decision. EasyDizitPodcast at gmail.com. How should we handle this? Should we just do like a short Instagram live? Should we do a show on our phone with very limited editing? Uh, Kind of like a Easy Dizit on Natural, it might be. I like that. Yeah, we'll see. Please let let us know. Or should we just uh, 
completely phone it in and, and play an old episode. Babe, I'm sorry. I just got an image. We were over at my parents' house the weekend before last for Father's Day, and we were debating if we want to get two bathrooms because my dad is coming. For, and wait, my mom... wait, wait, wait. Clarify. For a vacation. For a vacation. A family vacation. Yes. Myself, Autumn, and her yes. father and Darwin. Yes. Uh, Autumn wants two bathrooms. Yes. And my mom is very like she is the opposite of a never nude like the complete opposite so she's like yeah well you know and just, always nude. just and always nude. <laughs> so yeah so she suggested that if the shower and bath are separated that oh justin you can take a shower yeah and dad likes to take baths so he can just take a bath and they can do that at the same time yeah and i just watched justin's face yeah i'm like i am the guy who gets like, fully dressed in the shower at the gym yeah i come out straightening my tie it was hilarious <laughs> that she said it to you and that i saw your face and that i immediately <laughs> knew that's what's going to get him to say yes yeah to we're getting bathrooms. two bathrooms we've already <laughs> made the decision it's two bathrooms <laughs> All right. On to the next headline. Are you ready? Ready. Disney World planning to give Space Mountain a light year re-theme. Ooh. <laughs> True. This is false. Disney Ooh. World is not planning to give Space Mountain a light year re-theme. Okay. There's some, there's some rumors, though. The rumors actually pertain to Disneyland. Okay. But remember, we talked about a while ago, this terrible website, Inside the Magic. Yes. It's like yes. this clickbait Disney website. Yes. Listen to this headline from them. Disney seemingly confirms rumored Space Mountain retheme. <laughs> what? Okay. They seemingly confirmed? Which if seemingly you... in confirm now, you cannot do. Really. Well, here's the thing. You're right. Very good. And but... then rumor. <laughs> I no. So there was a rumor, right? I don't mean... If you okay. in the promo material for Lightyear, you'll see the building, the major structure in the building, it the silhouette of Space Mountain. And I've seen some screen caps. It looks really cool. It's basically sure. like Space Mountain in the background. Okay. So they're saying like, okay, so they're going to re-theme. That's a rumor. That's like a leak. Right. This is the the seeming confirmation is how ITM is reporting it. Oh. In Disneyland, there's like two new stickers. One of them with like a quote from the movie. And the other one's like a silhouette of Buzz. So Disneyland oh. added some stickers and ITM is like, well, looks like they confirmed it. We're getting a re-theme. That's... No, but no I, sources. the wording confuses me a little bit. We're on what? What their headline oh, is. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they do. They have to, like, but. give you plausible de- deniability, but they don't want to say rumor in it, right? Because then people won't click on it because they don't care about rumor. They want this, like, right. gotcha, ooh, wow, that's exciting stuff. Right. And they try right. and do that with everything. Huh. So just don't click on anything inside the magic because it's trash. Sorry, Al. And special thanks. That headline was actually user submitted. Thanks, Dave, for that uh, headline about Space Mountain. Oh, that's great. It was really good. Yeah, he actually submitted that to me in person. That was a live in-person submission. So. Uh, thanks a lot. We'll send you a I, sticker, Dave, for the submission. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, Dave. All right. You ready for highly suspect headline number three? Ready. Disney's $110,000 trip to all Disney parks around the world yeah. sold out before going on sale to the general public. No. False. This is true. It sold out. Sold out as of today. No, it... As of the 25th, yeah. And it didn't even go on sale yet to the general So how public. is it sold out? I... Well, like we said last week, at first it went to people who have been on three adventures by Disney. Then it goes oh. to people who have been on one adventures by Disney. Then it Wait, opened it's... up to uh, Golden Oaks. And, it, and then it was supposed to go to the general public the 28th. So it can't even go... There yeah. aren't tickets for the general you can't. public. No, but but you can't. But think about it. Like, if you're going on this, you've probably already been on Adventures by Disney. You know, 
I mean, wait, like, they sold out yeah. at 110 before it even went on yeah. sale. Told you, there's people. I thought it was going to be busy. I honestly wasn't yeah. thinking they were going to sell out. Yeah, and you only need. Um, I mean, there's only 75 people on the plane, so it's a big world. 75 people isn't that much. Justin. I know. You know how we were do talking. Do we have info on any who any of these people are? Yes, I do. That's actually exactly what I was just going to say. We need to find them and talk with them. So I do know of one person who's going. You know how we, so we were talking about planning this trip for 2024, and we're considering we were considering renting points. So I'm on the DVC rental store. Pause. Not this trip. We're not going on adventures by Disney. That might be a little unclear. Yeah, thank we're you. We're just going to Disney World. We're going to Disney like World in do. 2023. <laughs> but we're going. We're trying to go bougie. We're trying to stay in a villa. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. Pretty this would be bougie. a fancy. This I mean, would be for, a fancy Disney. Yeah, trip. Well, it's not. I mean, yes, yes. Well, I mean, compared to 110 thousand. Compared to 110 thousand dollars, it's chicken feed. But in any event. So we're planning in our minds like the super luxe trip and I'm looking at renting DVC points and I'm on the website, Dave's DVC Rental. Dave has a deal because guess who's going? Dave's going. <laughs> Dave is going. And it, Dave from DVC Rentals? Yeah, yeah. So like the guy who owns DVC Rental, I'm guessing makes some pretty decent money. I'm guessing is a pretty big Disney fan. How did you fan. find out he's going? He says it right on the website. He's like, I'm going. You should come with me. <gasps> and if you do... I'll give you a $3,300 credit for the DVC rental store, which is a lot. Let's Can just we tell do you, it? Is he going to no, like help pay out. for the money? No, he's oh. not going to help. No, he's saying book through me because of the commission he's going to be making on this trip. So we can contact Dave. No, well, I mean, we could. We don't have the money to go on this trip. No, but I, w- I just want to talk to somebody that goes on it. Oh, yeah, we could try. That's... Yeah, we could try. I mean, I will try. We're doing this. I will try. I'm doing this. Justin, give me the contact Yeah, you reach out to Dave, and um, maybe we'll get him on the show. I'll work my That'd Princess Tiana magic. There you go. <laughs> Tell him about your Dooney and Burke first. Yeah. Open the conversation with that. <laughs> that way he'll know that you're like-minded and very wealthy. Yes. 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 <laughs> All right, you ready for uh, highly suspect headline number four? I think so. Okay. <laughs> 2022 Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party dates and prices released with a $100 price increase over last year. I have to be honest. The thing that makes me want to say no is I feel like that would already be really... Like it feels a little late for Disney. The, well, it's not quite July, but it feels like they would have had the prices out already for this. Okay. We're at about six months out, though. Mm-hmm. So it's reasonable. A $100 increase for 2022 this year. Yes. I'm going to go with True. This is false. So, uh, <laughs> but it's good that this is false because there is not a one hundred dollar price increase. Well, it's not like what happened with Mickey's uh, the the Halloween party. Um, they're they're a little bit more, but still reasonable. Their tickets, well, reason. I mean, that's another tricky word. Here are the prices. You decide <laughs> yes. if it's reasonable. The ticket prices range from one hundred and forty nine to one hundred ninety nine dollars. Yeah. But I mean, you get a pretty good amount with this. You get the special Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade, uh, cookies and cocoa, and then they do some a little bit of different retheming on quite a few rides. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the retheming on the rides is cool. I still feel like what they're charging for what you're getting is... Yeah. Well, I mean, there's going to be less people fair. there. You'll be able to ride a little bit more, but the time constraint is, you know... Easy Dizbot, can you pull up the hours for this party? Sure thing. As a sentient synthetic being with enough computing power to simulate 3.2 trillion travel planning variables simultaneously, I'd be happy to Google that information for you. 
Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party in 2022 technically starts at 7 p.m., but guests can enter the park as early as 4 p.m. with a party ticket. The party goes until midnight. That's a total of 8 hours of park access for party guests, in case you were struggling with the calculation. Yeah, so Space Mountain, Tomorrowland Speedway, Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, and Mad Tea Party, they all get a special holiday makeover just for the party. So it's not there during the day, it's just for the party. Oh, that's nice. I looked into this, it's mostly like lighting and music, because they have to take, you know, they couldn't take all those decorations down every night. Right, it's not re-theming an entire ride. Right, but Jungle Cruise is getting the Jingle Cruise makeover, which I, you know, I still haven't seen that. I'd like to see Jingle Cruise. One day. One day, we'll see the Jingle Cruise. So yeah, uh, it's any uh, 24, they're doing 24 nights, starts November 8th, ends December 22nd. I, is a quick question, the cookies and milk, that's mm-hmm. free? Yeah, yeah, it comes included. Well, it's $149 for all the cookies <laughs> and cocoa you can that's eat. Right. How <laughs> many cookies can we make for $149? About $130 worth of cookies <laughs> I could eat. Uh, but I just was wondering, yeah, if it's like, do you come in? Are there like certain restaurants you go to to get it? Is it unlimited? Or do you There'll get be one cookie and one glass of milk? The uh, cookies, it's not milk, it's cocoa. It's hot oh, cocoa. Oh. The cookies and hot that cocoa. That makes more sense. Yeah. Are, cookies uh, and milk is awesome. Well, Santa, Santa you, give, you leave milk out for Santa, don't yes, you? Yes, you yeah, do. Yeah, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, you can get them around the property. Okay. Yeah. Last year they did like the packaged cookies. So we'll see if those packaged cookies will be back. I heard they were very good though. So yeah, just a note about Christmas. If you want to go to this, you really should book like now. It will sell. Not out. not the party doesn't open till thirtieth if you've already have a hotel. But if you want to be in Disney for the holidays, you should have a reservation oh, already. Yeah. Um, if you don't, you should get on it pretty quick. If and, you especially if you want to stay on site. So when you say that though, like what what would be the time frame someone should? Um, say if they're not able to do, to do it today, what would be the time frame you would urge someone who wants to be in No, as soon as possible. Christmas? As soon as you can do a $200 deposit. If you're trying to stay on property, I would get it done. Even if you're staying off property, I would... But like, would you say August little... is too late? Like, I'm trying to... Just... It's, it depends. Right now, and as you get closer, there will be less and less. So if you're not so picky and you can afford a more expensive place, as long as it's not, you know, like the Polynesian's probably already booked out. Um, wow. Yeah. A, a lot of the nicer places or the more affordable places or the best value places are already booked up for the holidays. So it sounds like really the best time to book if you want to be there during Christmas, which I would like only because we've only been in our next like trip or two is in the summer and I'd love to go there when it's not 100 degrees, would be almost like right after Christmas or January. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 400, the best time you can, to book for... You can book, a, um, you can book 499 days out and the 2023 oh. packages are already released. So 499 days from next November, I would if, if it's something that you want to get... No, that's a, good a, resort. that's a lot of date. That's let you book. Yeah, I would like book in January for December. And then if you're trying to go to this party on a busy, uh, one of the busier weeks, like Thanksgiving week or on uh, the lead up to Christmas, you're definitely going to want to try and book these actual tickets because this is individually ticketed, you know, on the 30th. You should you should get these as soon as What is the later. price for children or what children ages are free, if any? Three and under, yeah. Three and under. Yeah, okay. standard. So if you remember last year, this is what we wanted to go to, and we slept on the tickets, and we couldn't get in. We did. We yeah. really wanted to go. And, and it, we they weren't even popular. Anyway, but. They weren't even popular dates. Oh, well. Well, those are, this is why we have tips from our uh, I should have listened to the Easy Visit podcast. Planner. All right, I've got a fifth headline this evening. Oh, 
I think we both did. We have five for five for each other. All right, you ready? Yeah, ready. Enchantment Fireworks Show gets a second show scheduled per night. I'll say it's true. So you think this is true? They're going to do two Enchantment Fireworks shows per night? Only because it sounds impossible. So let's, yes. Yeah, fireworks are very expensive. But no, it is true. It is true, yeah. So starting on July 14th all the way through July 24th, which unfortunately doesn't include our our trips. No, that's a short period of time. It is. um, They'll be doing fireworks at both 9.20 and 11 p.m. Whoa. Any idea as to why they decided to have Tons of people are coming to Disney World. Attendance is going to be huge this summer. And it's a brand new fireworks show. So everyone is jostling to see it. And like mm. from what I've seen in pictures and videos and heard, you're packed in like sardines often. So if they do two shows, then some people can go to the later show. Kids with people with kids can go to the earlier show and uh, you can ride fire. You can ride rides while the other show is going off. You know, uh, they're saying like you have to wait a half hour to get anything decent on Main Street or the hub, at least a half hour just to get on Main Street. They're opening up some of the there are exit ways that sure. they open up during egress sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're opening those up for firework viewing, so it's it's pretty. So you weren't joking when you said that there's going to be record people this summer. Like yeah, a lot should, of there should be a lot of people Disney. this summer. Yeah. Oof. But what also a complicating factor here is that parks still aren't open that long. Like they're opening at That's nine to eleven in peak, and they I mean often in peak like pre pandemic they'd be open till one in the morning like 8 a.m to one in the morning so the park i assume has to be staying open later than to make that adjustment yeah they can't close at 10 if they right now it's 11 but they were scheduled to 11 anyway but in the august show's at 11. in august they're scheduled to be back to 10 now which is unfortunate because i really want them to be open till 11 in august because that's when we go yeah and we're only going to have like an hour in magic kingdom i don't know about that we might switch our epcot and our magic kingdom on our four park challenge so we can spend a little bit more time at magic kingdom mm-hmm. and maybe see the harmonia show didn't we see that last time? No, we did not. We saw Illuminations. Harmonious oh, is new. Oh, it's new. That's, right. That's yep. right. That was the fifth headline. You did really well this week. I did not. Autumn, you did terrible this week. I think I got two right. You, two you know three. what? It was... it was 60. I got a D, maybe. I'm deleting it. Okay, let's do it again. <laughs> Take eight. All right. So now it's time for the A Stumps J segment of our show, which is where I, Autumn, provide my lovely husband and trivia based on all things Disney World, Disneyland, Universal, etc. And try to stump him and see how good he is. See if he knows his, his Disney trivia. So, Justin. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready to rock. Okay. So our theme... Mm-hmm. On today's episode mm-hmm. is the Country Bear Jamboree. Oh. oh wow! So I'm giving you that heads up. I normally don't yeah. tell Justin the theme ahead of time, but I'm I letting his brain of, work out. He yeah. said he was a little sleepy today. He didn't Very have a Starbucks today. coffee, so um, <laughs> so here we go. Okay, right. the Country Bear Jamboree, the show, mm-hmm. originally had a sponsor. Who was that sponsor? Um, for the first ten years it ran. Yeah. It was sponsored. A lot by of who? Disney rides had sponsors. I didn't know this. Yeah, a lot of them. That was how Disney got it funded. And I'm trying to think. I have a few here. I'm, I am I have one I'm leaning towards, but I just want to think. I'm leaning towards Kodak. Because I know Kodak was a sponsor, mm. and there would be some good photos in there. Um, but the way you just sucked your teeth, I'm thinking maybe it's not Kodak. Maybe I'm trying to throw you off. Maybe. 
I'm gonna go with Kodak. I'm gonna go with Kodak. Yeah. So incorrect. Ah. That is that was a good guess, and I want it to be that now. <laughs> yeah, Kodak had some stuff in um, in Future World in Epcot. Do you have any uh, runners-up answers? I think um, Journey into the Imagination, the Imagination Pavilion was was Kodak. I don't know. Do I have any more for Country Bear Jamboree? Yes. Mm, yeah, uh, Jimbo's Bear Shampoo. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> All right, so it was actually Pepsi and Frito-Lay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there was a nod to Pepsi in the show audio originally. So Henry, one of the bears, would say, just refrain from my hibernating and we'll all enjoy the show because we got a lot of love to give. And that was Pepsi's old slogan. I remember that. Oh, okay. We got That's... a lot of love to give. Okay. So the first 10 years of opening in Disney World? Or is Disney this... World. So 1971. Yeah. Or so the line in the line remained in even the 10 years, the first 10 years um, it was sponsored. The line remained they didn't in, and then the in t- 2012 they took it out. Okay. So it was in there for a while. Fun fact. The Country Bear Jamboree was shortened in length. Okay. When did that happen? Uh, let's say it happened in 2012, where they took out. Uh, got a lot of love to give. <laughs> They shortened it by That's three correct. seconds. Nice job. So it used to run around 16 minutes, and they cut it down to 11 minutes. Oh, man. What yeah. happened to the lost five minutes? They cut down the song. So they cut down Pretty Little Devilish Mary was a song mm. in there, and Fractured Folk Song. Okay. So those are the two songs they cut. So 2012. 2012. Which means those. that there's probably a version pre-cut on the internet. There is. There should I be. Which I will be We're watching good. tonight. Right? Okay. And, well, and I want to hear the Pepsi line. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, great. Nice job, Justin. All right, you ready for number three? I'm ready Step for number, number three. three. <laughs> okay. Country Bears was the first Walt Disney World attraction to blank. Listen to the detail in, in the sentence. Walt Disney World attraction? Country Bears was the first Walt Disney World attraction to blank. I'm going to say because of the amount of audio animatronics. <laughs> this is probably wrong, but it was the first one to... To, sh- to break down and have to go into refurb. Oh, that would have been a cool fact. That is not, I don't have that information. I can't say it's not true. Okay. But so I, I got don't it right. possess that information. <laughs> what, what's the answer? Okay. So it was the first one to be replicated at Disneyland. Oh. So all the rides at Disneyland in went to World, right? Right. Country Bears was the first one created in Disney World that went to Disneyland. Well, Space Mountain also cool? did that, but I guess... Country Bears was the first, first one in world. I got you. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They talk about the timeline of other attractions. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, I always thought Space Mountain was in Disneyland first. I just assumed. Yeah. But no, it was no. Disney World first. Yeah, it's really interesting to think about that and like what started where and the impetus for moving it. So, mm. cool. Why did... Well, it was, it was really popular. So it was uh, really popular. Um, and they were saying here that it was just a faster way to let guests, to get it out into the market and let guests experience it. Yeah. Um, so it was the first one to be replicated. Cool. And this was when it was only world and land. There were yeah. no other Disney. There you know, no there, 12 it, parks around the world. It's not in land anymore. They took it out of land. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so you stumped me a little bit. I stumped you. That's when did they point. take it out and why? I don't oh. know. And because no one goes to see it. The bears ended their run at Disneyland Park in 2001. The attraction was replaced by another famous bear. Pooh Bear. The many adventures of Winnie the Pooh ride took over Grizzly Hall. No one complained. <laughs> oh, it was consistently busy yeah. when we went, but maybe that's because there's more people in Disney World. Well, but I like the in, show was 
In Disneyland, ah, the standard time. of attendance might be a little bit higher because there's more limited room. Oh, okay. okay. I'm guessing that's complete conjecture on my part. All right, you ready for number four? We've got five this week. Okay. The Country Bear Jamboree used to convert to a what? Oh, the Christmas version. There was a Christmas bear jamboree. Yeah, yeah. good job. Yeah, I, I really wish I could have seen that. Now, was that Disneyland only? This was Disney World. Oh, Disney World. The attraction they had a only version. ran in Magic Kingdom, of course, from '84 to 2006. Oh, that's a pretty good run. But that's a long. Yeah, no, that's a long time. Years. That's a long time. I would love to see yeah, that. Yeah, that would me be too. cool. A Christmas one. All right, you ready for number five? Ready for number five. <laughs> the Country Bear Jamboree was one of the last attractions that Blank worked on. That Blank worked on. Mm, Why? Well, I tricky. mean. One of, so there's multiple. So I gotta say Walt Disney, because I mean, who else would we care about? I mean, ding, there are ding, tons ding, of, ding. I shouldn't say that. There are tons of people who are integral to the creation yes. of Imagineers. Disney attractions. Yes. That's not right. But I think to make it into a trivia question, it would have to be. Walt it was Disney. Walt Disney. He looked at the initial sketches and concepts for the ride. Mark Davis was the lead Imagineer on go. this, who we've seen Imagineering things on. Oh, yeah. He had a big hand in Haunted Mansion. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, America Sings, which is. What they converted the Carousel of Progress to in Disneyland, and what this was they used... after the World's Fair. Yeah, after the World's Fair, uh, way after. This is like in the seventies, uh, and then they took some of those characters from America Sings after they got rid of that ride and put them inside Splash Mountain. That's so funny. Yeah, Mark Davis, he's a real cool guy. That's crazy. So yeah, so apparently the Country Bear Jamboree, and this makes sense to me, but was um, Walt's original idea. Like this is, it was like his idea. Like let's get some bears together, get them drunk and make them sing. And yes, and Mark Davis helped bring that to life. (laughs) Um, So he was able to view like all the initial um, sketches and things like that. And then it was like a few weeks later, he passed away. So he never got to actually see it Mm. come to life, which is sad. Yeah. when you think about yeah. that but we love the country bear jamboree i gotta so. go but that's it for ace dumb state jay justin you did let me count your points one six, two six out of five points 120 percent correct three you got three out of five not bad not bad we both had three out of five today <laughs> All right, thanks for that awesome trivia. And yeah, if you want to be a user submitter for either uh, Autumn's Trivia or My Highly Suspect Headline, just put that in the subject line when you write to easydizitpodcast at gmail.com or mm-hmm. get in touch with us at easydizit on Instagram. And that way the other person won't read it and cheat because that other person might be a big <laughs> cheater. Like my husband. <laughs> big like cheater. your husband. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, send it in, easydizitpodcast.gmail.com, and you can be, uh, we'll get your stuff on the show. Awesome. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to talk about Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes and some updates there. Thanks, everyone. There's a whole new way of living. Pepsi helps supply the drive. It's got a lot to give to those who like to live Cause Pepsi helps them come alive It's the Pepsi generation Coming at you, going strong Put yourself behind a Pepsi If you're living, you belong You've got a lot to 
everybody. Welcome back. We're going to talk about lightning lanes and how to get them. Whether it's Genie Plus or individual lightning lane selections, we're going to talk about how to get them, when to get them, why to get them, specifically or around the topic of park hopping. Yes. And how to make them less confusing because because you just named like three separate things yes. that are new. It's confusing. And it's confusing. So there's a couple things I want to say up front because I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Number one, this is confusing. Yeah. If you're looking at this and you're confused and you're feeling bad about that, please don't. This is confusing. <laughs> yeah. You should be confused. If you look at this and understand it immediately, maybe you're like a professional board game player or something <laughs> and you have like an intuitive understanding of rule sets. Yes. But no, this is confusing. This yeah. is confusing. And that's okay. Having said that, giving yourself permission to be confused, and you don't have to do this, okay? There, you don't need Genie Plus. You don't need Lightning Lanes. You can have a fun day at the parks without them, okay? Right. If you're looking to maximize your time out of lines and you really wanna squeeze in as much as you can, okay, Lightning Lanes are a tool to use, but you do not need them. If, if this is just stressing you out, then you know what? Don't do it. It's okay. It's okay. Don't do it. But definitely stick with us and see. Hopefully, Justin and I do a decent job so that we demystify it and it, it feels a little more comfortable. Okay. In the same spirit that I said at the beginning, giving people permission to be confused by this, I'm giving us permission to not explain this well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because it is, once again, confusing. We're going to do our best, but I think we should continue to do this. And maybe this summer... We're going to do a, a bit of Genie Plus, so stay tuned. If we didn't explain this well this time, maybe we'll explain it better next time. Take 126. No, we yeah. decided that it's going to be the summer of the Genie. Yes. So definitely stay tuned <laughs> because there are. There have been updates and changes even yeah. since it came out in terms of how to use it. Yeah, sure. And and I think that will continue to happen because it's, it's new. It's new to Disney. So. Yeah. And in doing this, and sure I'm going to make some mistakes, we'll be relying heavily on Easy Dizbot to help out with this. He'll be doing a lot of lifting here. Thanks, Easy Dizbot. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I wish you didn't grumble so much, but anyway. Okay, so Autumn, I think a good way to do this is going to be questions. Like, yeah. you, you've got some questions for me about Genie Plot. I have a lot of questions because I myself am still confused. And my husband sitting across from me right now is like a Diz nerd mm -hmm. and a travel planner and mm -hmm. gets it. And I still don't get it. So I came up with some questions actually over breakfast. It was nice. Justin and I went out to eat together. And I came up with some questions that came to mind for me. And the questions that I was thinking of specifically were around utilizing Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes when you are park hopping, because I was keeping in mind our next trip in August that Justin and I are going to go to Disney where we are going to attempt the four park challenge. Yeah, we'll be doing a lot of hopping. Yes, yes. So this, these questions aren't specific to needing to do all four parks in one day, but just even if you hopped to two parks. Yeah. And so, yeah, I've got, I've got about seven questions and there might be more of that surface. <laughs> all right. Let's go. So my my first question, which is a question I ask often, is like, what is park hopping and why might you want to do it? Like, what are the, all the benefits and considerations? Like, I know it's a thing you can do. I have never done it before. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a very vague sense. I could spit off one or two reasons, but that's not based on any sort of information. <laughs> right. So why would you park hop? Why would you park hop? What is it? Let's not make assumptions. What is park hopping? What does okay. that mean? And why? what are the different considerations for doing it? All right. So let's talk about park hopping in terms of the current, like what the context right now is you need to make park reservations. 
right? Mm -hmm. If I want to go on July 10th, I need to have a reservation for a park on July 10th, and that's the park I can go to. Yes. In the past, you were able to park hop. It basically means you go from one park to the other, one of the four parks, whatever park you want, whenever you want. Right now, it means after 2 p.m., you can switch to a different park. You still have to go to the park that you, you picked for reservation. Say it's Animal Kingdom. And the thing is, you have to go to Animal Kingdom. You can't wait until after 2 p.m. and say, I'm going to Magic Kingdom. You literally have to go to Animal Kingdom first. Yes. Walk in the turnstiles, walk back out of the turnstiles, and then go to Magic Kingdom. Mm. So it's not a workaround for the park pass availability. Right. But it does give you flexibility with that. So that's a good reason why right there. Yeah. So you want to go on July 10th, right? And you just want to go to the Magic Kingdom. That's what you want. Yeah. But it's busy, and it, there's no longer park pass availability for Magic Kingdom, but there is for Animal Kingdom. Okay, you can get a park hopper ticket, go to Animal Kingdom. After 2 p.m., you can go to Magic Kingdom. Mm, that's the workaround. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit of a, it's an expensive workaround, but it is a workaround, yeah. It is. What is the cost of a park hopper? Well, it, it depends on the, the ticket price. I mean, it depends on how many days you're going, but for a one day, I can give that example because I've looked at this recently, it can double the price. Mm. So I think we paid $220 for a single day park hopper for you. Right. So that's been a change. So if you're someone that's listening and maybe it's been 20 years since you've been to Disney, this happens. It used to be basically with park hopping, you'd buy this hopper pass and you go go to any of the four parks at any time. Didn't matter. Yeah. Now, if you want to park hop, you have to make a reservation for one specific park and you yes. can't use the park hopper. I want to make sure I have this correct. You can't hop. Until after 2 p.m. Exactly. Correct. Exactly correct. Okay. Another reason you might want to park hop, I think this is like a classic reason for park hopping is the dining options are Epcot are really good. Oh, this is great. Yeah, this is, I think that's an excellent point. Uh, Epcot is gone to throughout the day for meals or for meals and yeah. nice jaunts. Yes. <laughs> to visit different countries, yeah. take a more relaxing break, and then maybe go back to another park. Yeah, you know? it's very popular to hop to Epcot for dinner. Mm. Like catch the fireworks, especially I think if you're staying at one of those Epcot resorts, Boardwalk, Beach Club, Yacht Club, or the Swan and Dolphin back there. Yes. That's, you know, finishing up the day, whatever park you go to with dinner in Epcot is pretty, Yeah, it's appealing to me for sure. Yeah, no, it's, and that's the park with the best food park wise. Yeah. I mean, other than that, there's excellent food in Disney, but most of that yeah. is at the resorts, not in the parks. Yeah, I would say it definitely has. I mean, just by the numbers, it has the greatest number of sit down restaurants, yes. you know, yeah. uh, by a good chunk. And those are rated generally better than other parks. Mm. You know, there's some gems and some avoiding yep. spots, but sure. that's another episode. All right. So, so far, two reasons you might want to park hop. One would be food, right? To go to a certain park like Epcot mainly mm -hmm. uh, for the food. The other reason would be to get into a park that maybe you weren't able to get a reservation for. Yeah. But the park hopper allows space for that. Yeah. Okay. And then there's a third reason. And I want to, huh. I want our money conscious listeners out there to be, to listen to this one. So there is a a sense of utility, right? There's a sense of freedom that comes along with like having park hopping. Like I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And that's cool. And I think they're charging for that feeling, but you should definitely measure that against what will I actually do? Yes. Right? So if you have plans to hit Epcot for dinner, like three out of the five nights you're going, that's something you really want to do. That's a value for you. Park hopping, it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. But if you just want to be, feel like, hmm, if I'm in Magic Kingdom and I just want to go to Animal Kingdom, that freedom, that's that of choice, 
that's cool, but if you you might not actually use it. Yeah. And you might use it so little that it's not worth it. Right. And I've definitely found myself in that position in the past. Right. I think a, a good indicator would be to really think about what are the things you might want to do in other parks. Mm-hmm. And is that value, Justin and I talk a lot about values, is that value and and likelihood outweigh the cost of yeah. the park hopper? Yeah. I mean, you could just go to Magic Kingdom the next day. Right. You know? Right, exactly. Yeah. But if, say, maybe maybe the case is that you want to ride Flight of Passage and that's the only thing you want to do in Animal Kingdom. Right. You hate animals. You don't care about trees. Yeah. The smell of barbecue nauseates you. Dinosaurs frighten you. You don't want to be in Animal Kingdom, but you need to ride Flight of Passage. Okay, then maybe consider a park hopper. Right. Also consider going to Disney World. You're going to run into barbecue and dinosaurs in other places. That's hilarious. That's good. Okay. Any other considerations for park hopping? Probably, but I think that's good. Those are three good good considerations. Please write in if you've got any other considerations for park hopping. Maybe if you're a park hopping fan. EasyDizitPodcast at gmail.com or EasyDizit on Instagram. Yeah, awesome. All right, so, okay, so this (laughs) leads me to the next question. Which is, as I mentioned earlier, Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes, all this is new lingo mm-hmm. process for Disney. Can you, like, are they the same system? Are they different systems? Mm. It's confusing it because is. I see both words used interchangeably yeah. sometimes. Yeah, and I'm sure I've done that myself. But also they're different things. You, you have to, they're systems that you use, you interact with them differently to obtain your ride selections. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you my you best. Talk about how they're different. I'll give you my best. I'll, I'll, let me give you a breakdown of this, the system as best I can. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, so uh, there are now two lines for Disney attractions. Okay. There's your standby lane. Yeah. This is what we're familiar with. You stand in the line and then you ride the ride after a period of time. Mm-hmm. Standby, and it's it's a longer line, right? And then there's a lightning lane, which is super fast. <laughs> it's which actually that varies how fast the yeah. lightning lane is, but it should be substantially quicker than a standby lane. So which one would you like to t- to, to ride, Autumn? Standby or lightning lane? Let's go with the lightning lane. Right, right. I'd like to wait in line less. Yes. Like, well, to get in that lightning lane, you're going to have to pay for it. Um, for, for the, I mean, that's not entirely true. There are other ways to get into the lightning lane. For the, the purpose of this discussion, there's two paid ways to get into the lightning lane. Okay. There are 40 plus attractions across the world, the Disney World, where that fall into this Genie Plus category, where if you pay the $15 for Genie Plus, you can pick one of those lightning lanes one at a time. Okay. Yep, that'll get you into it. For the super headliner rides, those aren't available in Genie Plus. They're not in the Genie Plus bucket. They are what Disney calls individual lightning lane selections. I like... I, Go ahead. I'm going to pause you. Pause. Okay, because I think this is a moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. So there's old school, we know standby lanes. You literally walk up to a ride at any point and mm-hmm. you just wait in line. Just wait in that line. Lightning lane. Lightning lane. You pay extra money mm-hmm. to get in a queue where when your time is up, you go, right? You, you, it's faster. Yeah, it's faster. Yeah. Yeah. There's a faster lane, and there and you, there's two ways to get in that lane. There's the Genie Plus system. Yeah. And there's individual lightning lane. Yes. So, but in order to get a Genie Plus ride, right, because some rides are Genie Plus and, mm-hmm. and individual lightning lanes are differentiated mm-hmm. rides, you have to purchase Genie Plus. Exactly. So you need Genie Plus to get 
to have the availability of the lightning lane. Yes, to, to make those lightning lane reservations. Reservations. You don't yeah. lightning lane. You don't. It's not a separate purchase in addition to the Genie Plus. Only individual lightning lane. That's great. And what you said is correct, but the sentence itself is incredibly confusing. And that's not your fault. That's you know the people who chose this verbiage. But yeah. yes, exactly. Those are two separate things. Okay. Yeah. So if you want access to uh, Lightning Lane, which is a, a quicker line, yep. you have to purchase Genie Plus. Mm, that is not entirely accurate. There are two ways to get in the Lightning Lane. One of them is with Genie Plus. Okay. The other is on certain rides, you have to buy them separately. You don't need Genie Plus to get those separate rides. Right. Let's call them fancy rides. This is what allears.net uses. Fancy rides. Okay. There are fancy rides and there are Genie Plus rides. Mm. The fancy rides you have to buy separately. You do not need Genie Plus to buy them. The Genie Plus rides, you pay $15 for the whole package. For access to the whole package. Okay. Only one at a time and you have to use the app to make the reservation. But you pay $15 for that whole package of Genie Plus. The other option, the fancy rides or individual Lightning Lane selections, you have to pay per ride. Right. Got it. Okay, so I, I think I'm a visual person. Mm -hmm. If you were to draw a tree, just draw a basic triangle, mm -hmm. right, I'm seeing at the top of this tree would be Genie Plus. And then like the first arm down will be Lightning Lane. Like you need Genie Plus to get you to no, you do not oh, need not Genie Plus to get you to a lightning lane. There's, you can use Genie, Genie Plus in one way. Okay, That's what yeah. I'm saying. So okay. there's another branch. That's why I'm saying a triangle because okay. I'm a visual person. Okay. So draw a triangle. Imagine a triangle. Genie Plus at the top of uh -huh. one branch. You have going down lightning lane. So one way to, to get be eligible for lightning lane is to purchase Genie Plus. Sure. Okay. The other way is independent right of genie plus yeah. which is you pay like say fifteen dollars to just get right on a ride that's an yes. individual lightning lane yes but i think what's important to note here is these are separate buckets of rides there's a genie plus bucket which is huge and then there's individual lightning lane bucket which is smaller and you're just buying one bucket at a time got it okay yeah. no but this is this is basically this the two categories i'm seeing is Purchase Genie Plus to get the the wider variety of Lightning Lane rides if you yes. want a faster. Yeah. And then the other opportunity is to just purchase individual Lightning Lanes, which you do not need Genie Plus for. That's right. That's it. And but okay. it just keeping in mind that those are separate rides. Like you can't choose. Like a, an example of a Genie Plus ride is Haunted Mansion. You cannot choose to just buy Haunted Mansion. You have to buy that bucket. Right. You have to buy the whole Genie Plus bucket. And then, for example, a individual lightning lane selection is Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom. That is not included in Genie Plus. You have to purchase that separately. So you could, to, to do both, you need to pay for both. You need to both buy Genie Plus. Right. And that will get you on Haunted Mansion. Right. And now, if you also want to ride Flight of Passage, with lightning lane, right. I should say, then that would, that's going to cost you, you know, $12, $14. So, so what's interesting here is then what Justin's also pointing out is there's not, you can't necessarily, you, you might have to interface with both systems really because yeah. certain rides are, are queued for yeah. either the Genie Plus, the Lightning Lane through having Genie Plus right. or, or the individual Lightning Lane. Yeah. There might be a ride that you really want to ride that's an individual Lightning Lane, 
even though you have Genie Plus and plan to use the Lightning Lane. You know what I mean? Like you've purchased the Genie Plus and then find out, oh, wait, this is a bummer. I'm going to ride Flight of Passage. Well, hopefully you won't do that because you heard this podcast and you're like, yeah. now you're prepared. But, now you, yeah. but that's the, but yeah. I just wanted to I would be very that. mad if I paid $15 thinking that was going to get me Lightning Lane access to every ride and then I realized I had to pay another $15 to get on Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. I would be very mad. That's okay. So, so listeners, just understand there's two buckets this might also be a good visual one bucket is genie plus which gets you access to the rides that are eligible for lightning lane which is just quicker access for genie to plus free. lightning for genie yeah. plus lightning lane. yeah separate this is a separate bucket imagine a separate bucket or if you have a paper and you fold it in half on the <laughs> other side you have what's called individual lightning lane or fancy rides or fancy rides and you have to you have like the rides that are chosen for that to ride them. You would ha you have to pay a separate or additional if you've already purchased Genie Plus amount yeah. for that ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do want to clarify one thing. Sorry, we got interrupted by our neighbor mowing the lawn. <laughs> Suburbs, you know. All right. So the the uh, you talked about like two different systems. So when we access this though, like it's all going to be in the same app. It's all in the my, my Disney Experience app. There's what's called a tip board, right? And a tip board is gonna it's gonna list down all the rides that are available. It's gonna tell you the standby line and it's how long the standby is, and it's also gonna tell you if there is a lightning lane available. And if you click on the lightning lane button, it will that's how you're gonna purchase it or make the reservation. Okay. If you already purchased Genie Plus, you can just click on that, the ones that say Disney. It's a what is it? It's LL Disney Genie Plus. Like oh, really, yeah. they really want to clarify with you, this is a Disney product. So we have to put it on every button possible. So if you have Genie Plus purchased and you want to ride Barnstormer, you're going to click on LL Disney Genie Plus and you can make a reservation there. Some rides like, like Flight of Passage in Animal Kingdom, it's going to say LL Individual Lightning Lane, <laughs> which I think stands for Lightning Lane, Individual Lightning Lane. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like that you mentioned that it's all encompassed in this app. So if yeah. you're going to Disney, get this Disney My Experience app. You can have everything in there. It will yeah. hold your reservations yeah. for dining. It will hold, like, you can... And you can take a look at this ahead of time, too. Yeah. You can look at this tip board. You could go right now and look at... The, and I encourage you to look at the tip board. For sure. So now my question, or if I'm a listener, I'm wondering, so what happened to the good old standby lanes? You're still there. They're still so they're still there. Okay, so that's... <laughs> That's the question. So there are still good old standby lanes. Absolutely, and you're, means, you can stand in them. But you can just you can just stand in them and wait without yep. having to purchase Genie Plus or an individual lane. Yep. That's the easiest way to diz it. You could just right. You could just not if you were like none of this appeals to me and you don't mind yeah. waiting. And and this is really it's good. Still an idea. option. I guess I want to just point it. Yeah, it's still an option, and definitely go ahead and make a plan. You know, and do the early morning, still do your rope drop and do your evening touring, skip the middle of the day and, and prioritize the rides you want to ride that are going to have the longest rides by right. the beginning of the day. And that's solidly rope drop. I think that's something Justin and I. Yeah. Either way, we're, we're going to rope drop. We're going to rope drop. Yeah. But in particular, yeah, if you don't, you can, if you really are rope dropping, I think even Magic Kingdom, there's two to three rides. You can, the first two to three rides, if you rope drop, you can pretty much walk on. Depending on how fast you walk. Solidly too, I think. Depends. Yeah, it yeah, depends if you're on site or off and which rides those are. But yeah. 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 You got another question for me? So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for glimmering. So as we are learning and understanding Genie Plus better, the other thought that I had was if you're park hopping, right? Because there are different rides with either regular lightning lane or individual lightning <laughs> lane selections. Yeah. Do you have to purchase Genie Plus? 
like per park. Like if I'm in Magic Kingdom and then I want to park hop to Animal Kingdom, do I then have to purchase another Genie Plus for Animal no. Kingdom? No, you just have to purchase it once and that's good across the world. Ah. Genie Plus. Now, like we said before, Lightning Lanes are in individual buckets and you're paying per ride anyway. So, so yeah, but Genie Plus, that gets you the 40 plus attractions throughout the entire Disney World. Nice. Okay, so if you're park hopping, no. You just buy the Genie Plus if yeah. you're interested in it once, and, and that's that's it. And I think that's an appeal for a lot of people who are who are considering park hopping. You know, like, you can kind of maximize your value because you're opening yourself up to a lot of different opportunities yeah. to get these Lightning Lane reservations. Right. And how long does that cover? How long does purchasing Genie Plus? The entire day. It's the, So each day? Yeah. So you'd have to... You, you have to purchase it eat in the you have to purchase it each day yes right right okay per person yeah per person per it's 15.96 per person it's six, we should say $16 not $15 because yeah. it's much closer to 16 after tax it is indeed <laughs> let's make that a goal for on the podcast when we talk about genie plus we say $16 we say $16 per person per day yes and you can go anywhere in the world for that day and have if you have park hopper, yeah. If you have a park hopper, yeah. yeah. All right, all right, very good, very good. So then the next question that I'm thinking about is, okay, so I've made the decision. Mm -hmm. I'm getting Genie Plus. I might do a few, treat myself, do a few individual lightning lanes. What, I've purchased my park hopper. Mm -hmm. uh, are there certain parks that you would advise starting with or ending with? Is there any method to the madness of which parks you hop and when you hop yes. them. Yeah, okay. okay. So I'm the first I'm gonna give you the easy, easy dizzy answer. Then I'm gonna give you the long-winded Justin easy dizzy answer. Okay. okay. So we can listen to the first one and if you want to hit the plus thirty on your on your podcast app, you can just skip past the long-windedness. So the easy is yeah, start at Animal Kingdom or Epcot where you're not going to use lightning lanes. Start where you're not going to use lightning lanes. Mm -hmm. So are you telling people most people aren't going to use lightning lanes in either of those parks? Yeah, Animal Kingdom and Epcot, I would start there and I would not book lightning lanes for those parks. I'd experience through the standby queue. And why is that? All right, so now let's get into the long-winded Let's answer. do it. <laughs> you know me, I like to talk. All right, so, and we've talked about this in the past, but I'll give I'll, shortly again, the way lightning lanes work, you book them. This is for both the Fancy Rides and Genie Plus. The, a, a window opens up, the first window opens up, say eight to nine. And once that fills up, once reservations filled up, it moves to nine to 10, and that fills up and it moves to 10 to 11, and so on and so forth. So throughout the day, the windows where you can get a Lightning Lane reservation moves up and up, right? So the most popular rides, the rides where everyone wants to get a Lightning Lane reservation, Autumn, where do you, in terms of like availability, what do you think is gonna happen there? Oh, people are going to go to the rides, the popular rides. Right. So those booking windows are going to get pushed back furthest in the day. Right. Right. If there's like, call it boring ride number one. Yes. Right. And no one ever books Lightning Lane for boring ride number one. Right. So that's going to stay at like eight or it's going to stay at the time all day long. You'll always be able to get a Lightning Lane reservation because no one booked it. But if you think about boring ride number one, the standby queue, what do you think the standby queue for boring ride number one is? Right, also not large. It's probably also walk-on because yeah. no one is waiting in line for boring ride number one. Right. So the idea here is if you want to maximize how much time you're going to save and ride right. and rides, that's actually going to correlate with faster booking windows. 
So right. now go to super exciting ride number one, right? Fly the passage. Well, no, well, let's stick with Genie Plus for now. Okay. Let's stick with Genie Plus for now. But you know, it does apply. It does apply okay. the same. But say, let's call this, this is basically Slinky Dog. Everyone wants to ride Slinky Dog. Everybody. And the line is very long and everyone knows this. So this books out very quick. So you could make a booking at seven on the dot, seven and 10 seconds for 8 p.m. at night. Mm. It books out like that. Or you could just not get it at yeah, 7.01. Gonna, yeah. You could just not get it at 7.01. So, but but the point here of what I'm trying to say is that there is a correlation between how much time you're going to save in line, how popular a ride is, and how fast the windows are going to book out, how much later in the day those booking windows are going to be. Right. So now you ask me the question, why wouldn't you just go to Animal Kingdom and use your lightning lanes there? What I'm going to say to, to maximize the use of this system mm-hmm. is pick you're going to be picking lightning lanes for later in the day right? for those popular rides at the other park that you're going to. Mm. You're Because those are going to be the ones that save you the time because they're booking out later in the day. Right. And this is what people call the stacking strategy, where you're going to book lightning lanes on purpose like, for later in the day. You're more likely to get them. Not that you're more likely to get them. It's that they're more valuable because they're going to save you more time. Getting a lightning lane for boring ride number one is going to save you zero minutes in the park. Getting a lightning lane for exciting ride number one is, these are terrible names, but exciting ride number one is going to save you two hours. Right. So it makes sense if you're trying to save time to prioritize those more popular rides. And in so doing, you're going to be booking out later in the day. Right. Got it. Yeah. So if you can imagine, like, from a story point of view, the ideal situation is you go to Animal Kingdom. You're at the Animal Kingdom, right? Say we went to Animal Kingdom first. And we're going to be booking, what's the second park we're going to, Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios? Hollywood Studios. Okay. So we're going to be booking for Hollywood Studios. When can you? So you can make your first Genie Plus selection at 7 a.m. Everyone can make their first Genie Plus Right. That's the selection of 40 rides. Right. Selection at 7 a.m. Say you can make your next one because we're stacking. You're going to go for Slinky Dog. You're going to get a 7 p.m. reservation. Right. You can make your next one 120 minutes after you made that first one or park opened. Mm, that's tough. It is. So, that's tough. So say we make the reservation at 7, park opens at 8. Uh, Animal Kingdoms opens at 8. We can make our next Genie Plus selection at 10. So I'm going to be... That's a long time, though. Yeah. It's so hard. Like, so many things. Set a timer. Especially because, I mean, if you're going to be... I mean, you don't have to set a timer. But if you want to be on it, you know, yeah. you you want to get your reservations in as soon as possible. Because like we said, these are booking up throughout the day. And the sooner you get it in, the sooner you, you reset the timer for your next two-hour slot. Right. Um, in terms of stacking. So we're, you know, we we go into Animal Kingdom, we ride uh, Flight of Passage, we ride Kilimanjaro Safari, maybe we even get on Navi River Journey, and now we're we're gonna get a little mid-afternoon snack. It's about 10 a.m. If the park opened at eight, now I'm gonna open up the app and I'm looking for the next Hollywood Studios thing I can book. Right. And I think we'll get into that. You're probably gonna wanna know like which ones to pick and we'll get into that. But I should just say there that 120 minute rule is important when you're stacking. Yeah. Now to understand that every two hours you can basically book another ride, right? For later on in the day, and once again you're going to be picking rides that purposefully aren't available until later in the day, right? 
Right, so that's key to know. All right, so my next question is, how many, like thinking of the time it takes to park hop, there's traveling, there's walking, there's a lot of walking, mm -hmm. transportation, how do you, how many ride selections per park it's like a reasonable amount. Like, like a target? Do, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I guess it depends on if you're right. Are you trying to do all four parks? Are you trying to do two parks? It depends. Three parks, yeah. but. It, if you utilize the stacking strategy the way I recommend it, there's no reason you can't get four. Right. Right. They might not be the four that you wanted, but there's no reason you can't get four or five right. or more. Okay. What Disney's saying when you purchase this now is people typically get two or three. Yeah. Right. And so they have to do that because they want to protect their their whole like, you know, under promise over deliver thing. Right. But just let's just do the math. You do your first one at seven. Yeah. Park opens at we'll say it's a later day. The park opens at nine. Right. So you get your second one at 11, your third one at one and your fourth one at three. And if you look at, and we'll talk a little bit about later, maybe, like how you know what rides will be available later in the day. Sure. By three o'clock, there are still lightning lanes. Is, is Tower of Terror going to be still available at three? Probably not. And Rock and Roller Coaster, probably not. But Alien Swirling Saucers, maybe. You know, Toy Story Mania, maybe. Right. And still like lines at that time, too, where like, you can stand by. Right, right. Yeah, but this is but, like if you want to avoid standby. Yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, there's no reason you can't get four. There's no reason you can't get four. Yeah, no, I think that's good. Just to give people a, a ballpark number. So there are so many rides. And again, when you're going with just not just one person, which I think is how most people go to Disney's in, in a group or with a family, there's a lot of rides. Do you have any suggestions for picking rides using Genie Plus? Like when you're park hopping, like I want to go to Hollywood Studios and I want to ride all nine of these rides, but okay, I'm probably not going to be able to Genie Plus all nine of these rides. Like, how would you, Yeah. what's your practice? For yeah, so I think the way to look at this is, and this applies to if you're not park hopping too, This because we're stacking, right? We're doing the stacking thing we're talking about. Yep. You want to prioritize the rides that are most popular, the ones that fill up quickest and the ones that have the longest wait times. And there's two different ways to do this. There's the easy, easy Dizit way, and this is just go to Touring Plans or Disney Tourist Blog. These are the two websites I like for their priority lists because they're largely data-based. There's a lot of lists on the internet, people with opinions, and a lot of echo chambering in. Yeah. But Touring Plans, they both, and Disney Tourist Blog both show their work. Touring Plans is going to use their own data, which is proprietary. Math yeah. Show your work. Show your work. So Touring Plans, they collect data through their app, sure. you know, their Lines app. And then Disney Tourist Blog does a pretty good job analyzing the data on thrilldata.com. So they're both database decision making. And but also with that, they're bringing in, you know, anecdotal experience as well. It's not strictly, you know, data based. I think they do a pretty good job. I don't love the there's some qualms, you know, that I have with, you know, what variables they allow in their analysis. Okay. But in terms of like touring plans specifically, they they put guest satisfaction. They factor that in. And I don't think guest satisfaction should really be a decision point because I think you should you should determine for yourself and your family which rides you want to ride. Mm. You determine that. And don't let like a satisfaction score, an aggregate satisfaction score, is that's like So well, you, do you, how often does your family agree with the average? It's not right. You know, 
in terms of satisfaction, I wouldn't use that. Sure. So yeah, you can just find a list on one of these websites and you can just pick the rides that you want from that list using that priority list. They'll give you a rundown. And most of them in Hollywood studios are gonna say Slinky Dog first, right? Right. And then it'll be either Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster after that usually. And and those are great. And I think that's the way to start, especially if you wanna do this, that is easy dizzy right, right there. Just, they've done the work for you. They've crunched the numbers. Use their list, pick the ones you want, and go in that order. Get this one first, then that one, then this one. If you want something a little bit more custom, you can go to thrilldata.com yourself. You know, I'll link it in the show notes. Oh. And on Thrill Data, you can find the projected wait times throughout the day. Right. So, like, you'll know what standby queue looks like. And it'll also tell you there are heat maps for availability so that you can see when did this ride sell out of lightning lanes. Right. Or at 12 o'clock, on average what booking window is happening at 12 o'clock. Right. So you can do a little bit more in-depth planning there. That's cool. So yeah, in this case, the very custom case, I'd make a list of my must-dos, like have to do these and do those first. And if you don't have enough of those, if you don't have three or four of those, add in some really want-to-dos, right? And then you, you organize this list based on the time savings, the average length of time right. that, the, that the queue is gonna be. And right. then you take that and cross-reference it. Yeah, this is not easy. You no. cross-reference this with the, the list against availability. So, okay, riding Tower of Terror is going to save me, this is an example, 100 minutes probably. And and we'll, we'll say that a Tower of Terror is a 100-minute line. Because right. that's not necessarily how much time it's going to save you because lightning lanes aren't instantaneous. That's a complicating factor that touring plans actually does a pretty good job mitigating because sure. they, have, they have better data. But in our own custom version, we'll just use standby queues. 100 minutes, right? But when I need to make a booking window at 11 a.m., will they even be available? That's a question we need to ask when we're doing this custom version. Right. So if you're super nerdy, you probably figured this out already, or, or, or you heard me say that and you're like, I'm in, I'm going to do this. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more fun for someone like me. And that's why I'm a travel planner. And that's why I'll do this for you, actually. I'll get the list of rides from your family, right? And I will give you a customized list of, of ride selection. Or, right. Or and I will cross-reference that against average availability of lightning lanes. Like, I will do my best to not tell you to pick ride number three if I know that ride number three will not have windows when I want you to pick it. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's a highly customized thing. You can totally do it. I can totally do it for you. Even if I'm not travel planning for you, if you want to send me an email, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com, I can, I can help you through the process. That's cool. I'm, you know, I'm imagining as you're talking again, because I'm, I'm very visual. Some kind of little infograph or or, or flowchart, maybe. I've started a flowchart at least twice now, and oh. but Disney changes the rules every time I start a flowchart. Uh, so, but yeah, it's 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 coming. The flowchart's coming. I think there's two flowcharts I have. How whether you should pick Genie Plus, whether you should purchase Genie Plus, and then the second flowchart would be. How to how to select the right? How to select it? The yeah. Diff, yeah. No, I think that would be just a visual that Pete you can see because I think when you see it, it's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna feel better. It will yeah. definitely feel better. So once again, after hearing me ramble on about like that really custom way of developing a priority list, probably just go to Touring Plans and check out theirs. I'll link them in the show notes, or go to Disney Tourist Blogs and check out theirs. I'll link them in the show notes as well. Sure. All right. So. One of my last questions is we've talked a lot about the differences, benefits, cons of staying on-site or off-site. 
are there any, what is the impact of staying on-site or off-site in regards to Genie Plus or individual lightning lanes? Yeah, so in regards to Genie Plus, nothing. The Genie Plus bucket of 40 plus attractions, yeah. you can make that first selection at 7 a.m. whether you're on-site or off-site. Right. If you're on-site, in terms of those, those fancy rides, you know, AKA individual lightning lanes. Yeah, or as Disney puts it in the app, lightning lane individual lightning lanes. <laughs> Jeez, the way that... So much. Disney naming conventions kill me. We were playing a board game the other day based on Hocus Pocus. <laughs> and the, all the, the back of every card, it was like Disney's Hocus Pocus based on Disney's Hocus Pocus the movie, the game. Yeah. And what? <laughs> Disney, are you... How many times do you need to put Disney on the back of this playing card? It was hilarious. So yeah, for those, the question is, does on-site give you any benefits? And the answer is yes. For those fancy rides, for those lightning lane individual lightning lanes, <laughs> it allows you to book those at 7 a.m. Mm. Which for popular new rides, such as Cosmic Rewind, right. especially when it's very busy, that's going to book up very quickly in minutes sometimes. You know, the first day it booked uh, up in three amazing. minutes. Like we booked up. And that's not just, you know, we won't get into virtual queues today. That is the lightning lane, the fancy ride lightning lane. That you booked have to up pay in like individual money for basically yes. per ride. Yes. Booked up. So if you wow. weren't an on-site guest, you could not purchase a lightning lane for that ride. You could still do virtual queue, but you couldn't purchase a lightning lane. Wow. Yeah. And then in terms of flight of passage, I'm actually not sure if that's actually booking up before park opens. But yeah, if, you, if you're if you off-site, if you're not staying on-site, then you have to wait until the park opens before you can book your first fancy, fancy ride. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there is an impact if you're considering at all interested in individual lightning lanes, which again is where you like Fifteen dollars just to walk right on this ride. Yeah, nine to fifteen. Yeah, yeah, depending, depending on, on the ride. So if you stay, actually, on that's, I think Cosmic Rewind opened at seventeen. So much money. Yeah. But yeah, so the, so there's that. There's that. So so if you're on site, you can book at seven a.m. Mm -hmm. If you're off site, you can't. Right. You have to wait till perfect. wait until the park opens for individual lightning lanes. So for, for fancy rides. Yeah. Okay. For fancy. <laughs> Yep. I love that. Fancy guys. And then the other stipulation was, what was the other one you said? Nope, that's it. Okay. Next question. Oh, okay, thought there were two. That's it. Those are all the questions. Those are seven questions. That's all the questions you got? Yeah. That's good, because we're like over 40 minutes into this. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a, a lot of information. We, we talked more about Genie Plus, I feel like, than park hopping with Genie Plus. I think here are my key takeaways with park hopping with Genie Plus. You're you're going to opt for the stacking. I would recommend opting for the stacking strategy. On previous episodes, we talked about the stacking strategy versus the get as many lightning lanes as you can strategy, right. where you go in and you want to book a lightning lane because as soon as you bing into your first lightning lane, you can book another one, right? So instead of waiting 120 minutes, you can just bing lightning lanes all morning. Right. And the reason that that doesn't make a ton of sense in my point of view, is because you're not gonna save as much time in line. You'll get more lightning lanes, but overall you're not gonna save as much time in line. And that equates to, well, if you're, what do you, I mean, if you save time in line, you're riding more rides, you're experiencing more. Right. Unless you really love lines, which then, no, why are you doing Genie Plus? Yeah. <laughs> Just enjoy the lines. This is, this is your place. <laughs> this is your time. I love that. No, I love that because um, so it's great. I would definitely recommend stacking. I think usually going to recommend stacking, but especially if you're park hopping. Yeah. Because it gives you the opportunity to ride, to go to a park with better standby lines, 
whilst preparing yourself for another park with terrible standby lines, like Hollywood Studios, or a lot of good options like Magic Kingdom. Right. Well, and because of the way that Genie Plus works, right, it gives you a time frame. Like mm -hmm. You don't tell it. It tells you when you want, yes. when you can ride the ride. But if you're park hopping, I think, too, that's that... I think that has an impact and is helpful for planning. Like, okay, if I'm going to yeah. be in Magic Kingdom from 2 o'clock on and I really want to ride Peter Pan's Flight of Patches, which is constantly a very long line, it's going to help you know. You yeah. know what I mean? Peter, just, Peter Pan's Flight of Patches is, is a really busy ride. <laughs> Peter, Peter Pan's Flight. There's no passage. Peter Pan doesn't go for a flight of passage. Oh, That's oh did I do yeah. that? Oh, I did that. <laughs> that would be a great ride, though. They should skin... <laughs> they should skim one ride with the other. That'd be good. I said Peter Pan's flight of pass. That's great. It's just Peter Pan's flight. That's right. It does feel a little naked now, though. Well, it feels like it's a little flight, flight, flight what? Flight where? We'll fix this. Well, I'll, I'll talk to Disney and we'll fix this. So some some additional things that are some genie plus things that are specific to park hopping that didn't come up in your questions. Mm. You can tell genie about your day. You're going to tell genie about your day and what parks you're going to be in. It's kind of a complicated process. It's not easy to explain on a podcast. Yeah. You know, there there are resources on YouTube to do this, right? But what, what's important here is if we're park hopping, right? And say, if, if I try and book a lightning lane through Genie Plus or individual lightning lane selections for a park I'm not in, right? It will default it to at least 2 p.m. Right. So let's go back to our Animal Kingdom example. We're waiting in line. We're rope dropping at 7 a.m. And we're, we're getting ready to get into the park. I'm going to make my first reservation at Hollywood Studios. And say it's Mickey and Minnie's Ra Runaway Railway. Say we don't want to ride Slinky Dog, right? The window for Mickey and Minnie will probably be like 9 or 10 a.m. at that point, right? It'll be pretty soon. But because we don't have a park reservation there, Genie will automatically push it to 2 p.m. That makes sense because... It's got, if you're trying, it's, it's saying, right? I mean, you can't park hop until two. So if you're not in that park, it's yes. just going to bump you like. But that's nice. It'll give you the reservation at two. This is going to be very helpful to us. That is you know, nice. what, and uh, one thing I wish it would do, because you can tell Genie Plus which hours you're going to be in each park. I wish I could say, because, you know, especially now we're doing the four park challenge. I wish right. it, it knows we're not getting to Epcot until 3.30. Right. But if I try and book an Epcot ride, it'll still book it at 2 o'clock. Uh, if I try and book like an Epcot ride with availability at 9 a.m., it'll book it at 2 o'clock when we're supposed to be at Hollywood Studios. We told Jeannie we were going to be at Hollywood Studios, but they don't factor that in. Right. So for your first park hop, there's there's hope to get a popular ride. Yes. Because it's going to push it out. And, and, and another thing about the Genie and individual lightning lanes that's different from FastPass is it lets you book multiple things within the same window. So if we were to, say we were to park hop to Magic Kingdom at 2 o'clock, we could definitely have like three lightning lanes into 2 to 3 o'clock window. We could mess ourselves up a little bit like that. I think in Hollywood Studios, there's less options by the time you, you make your... 11 o'clock booking, it's probably already going to be past that 2 to 3 o'clock window. Right. Yeah. Sure. But your first one will probably, our first one, when we do our Fort Park Challenge, will probably be in that 2 to 3 o'clock window. Correct. If, if everything goes correctly. Right. Yeah. So the consideration there that if you try and make a Lightning Lane reservation in a park you're not in before 2 o'clock, before park hopping stops, it's going to push it to 2 o'clock. Right. Yeah. 
And which, again, if it's a popular ride, that's actually probably bodes better. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't hurt to have lightning lanes at the busiest part of the day, two or three o'clock, too, if you're going to no, be which in the is park. The, that's what I mean. Yeah, that works out. So you have like the, the first ride or two, if it's a pop, very popular ride and you're park hopping, doing that first park hop, that's a good yeah. Chances are very good there. Well, I think that wraps up. Do you have any additional questions? I don't have anything else to say. No, I mean, there's more lingering, but I think we'll have to, I think yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have many parts to this. Yeah. Genie, Genie Plus Lightning Lane, individual Lightning Lane. Yes. So I'm going to try and get more people on to talk about this, both people who, who aren't familiar with the system and people who are familiar with the system, yeah. to kind of talk through some of this, because I think the more you hear it, the more comfortable that you'll be with it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, all in all, I want to say, think of this as three... Three buckets. No. Nope. Bucket. Only two buckets. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's no, right. that's a three bucket. It's not a bucket. Choose. We're telling you about the <laughs> beginning of this. You don't have to do any of this. So that's you just walk up at any point. You could do your whole day in the park. Yeah. Just waiting in line if you want. It sounds yeah. miserable. Justin doesn't like this. But yeah. Well, I don't like your... No, I don't mind that. I just don't want you using my bucket analogy for standby line because <laughs> those aren't separate buckets. You can go into a lightning lane and a standby line on the same ride. So it's not really a separate bucket. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm going to look at it as by, in terms of like your general options. Okay. Of all of these, you can really mix and match. You could do a whole day of Don't no Genie Plus and just a mix of like standby and then paying for rides with the individual. Like sure. Like you could do that. Sure. I might do that. Sure. But yes, yeah, so you have that. And then you have purchasing Genie Plus, which gives you access to Lightning Lanes, which is about 40 rides across the world, all four okay. parks. There's that bucket, Genie Plus is, what's the cost of it, $16, mm-hmm. you say? 16 And that gives you quicker access to 40 rides. The third bucket is what we call individual lightning lane, which is you basically imagine like an old school carnival where you pay per ride. That's the that's the idea there. Okay. You're paying anywhere between, what, $15 and $20? For the lightning lane, between 9 and 15 I think. 9 and 15 for the uh, 9, 15, 17. Lane. Fancy rides, the, the most popular, you might say. Yeah. You just walk up, pay. Well, you pay on your app. You're not oh, you paying. pay on your app. Yeah. Don't walk up and pay. I, was, I, I, I said old school carnivals. I was thinking yeah. of like the, do, you know, you, pay, you get the tickets. But so, that, so that's that. That's how that That's how that works. And certainly you can use the three interchangeably. Yeah. And stay tuned because we're definitely going to come up with some kind of infograph or, or flow chart on this. Yeah, for sure. Really helpful. For sure. And yeah, if you uh, please write in with your opinions, your experience with Genie Plus and park hopping. I'd really like to hear it. Uh, it's easydizitpodcast at gmail.com or at easydizit on Instagram. Thanks, everyone. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you enjoyed our discussion about Genie Plus, trying out some new recording and editing software, trying to automate the process a bit. So if you notice anything weird about today's show, please do let me know. Hopefully it'll streamline the process and I won't have to put so much time into editing episode each week. Uh, that'll allow me to put more focus on content and, and doing fun stuff like what we did today. Uh, so yeah, if you enjoyed the show, if you think uh, we have something interesting to say about Disney uh, entertainment and travel planning, please share the podcast with your friends. Uh, tell, you know, your Uncle Jim who, who likes Disney or your Uncle Jack who hates Disney. Tell them both. Uh, and we'll just see what happens. Um, check us out on Instagram at EasyDizit, as I mentioned probably five times during the show today. Check it out. Give me a follow. I'd appreciate that. And if you could, it'd be, it'd be just a huge favor, like a serious favor. Write a little review on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. If you don't have an Apple uh, podcast, if you don't have an Apple product phone, you can download iTunes or you can 
steal a friend's phone and just write a review on their behalf, they won't mind. Uh, that'll be uh, it's huge for us. So we, we really appreciate those reviews uh, and they help us a lot. They help us a great deal. So until next time, easy dizzy.